0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. It's The Rundown with your boy Reed. And I'm your host, your boy Reed. Coming back at you on uh, May 22nd, Wednesday. Super excited to be giving you guys some new content today. A lot of stuff to catch you guys up on since the last episode. I, I really appreciate the feedback that I got from that last episode, also uh very very great episode to be able to put out like i said my graduation episode a lot 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 had uh, gone into and culminated to that episode and to me graduating college in general So uh, I did get a little emotional at the end But it is what it is I appreciate everyone uh, with the congratulations And the shout-outs to me uh, since hearing that And even before hearing about that on my podcast So uh, much love to uh, to the Rundown family And I would expect nothing less from you guys But welcome back I'm in the midst of my job search I'm networking as much as I can I'm sending out emails I'm applying for jobs So uh, if anyone There's a shameless plug If anybody has any buddies or friends Or if you Yourself are in the communications, PR, marketing uh, type of industry. Uh, feel free to shoot any contacts you have my way. I would love to meet anybody you'd be willing for me to meet. And, uh, and and help help my my prospects of finding a job, whether it's networking through them and and possibly finding a job through them, or just picking up a tip or two. And shoot, I'll buy the coffee, I'll buy the lunch. So uh, that'd be awesome if you guys could let me know. But that's my shameless plug. Let's get into this show, though. We got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about today. We had the PGA Championship this weekend, uh, which was which was dominated by my boy Brooks Kepka. We're going to talk a little bit about the Braves and their bullpen, which is still an absolute shambles and making me sick to my stomach. Talk about the uh, the NBA draft lottery recap and what we think is going to happen there, and we're going to talk about the NBA the NBA Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals games, and then we're going to let you go for the day. Uh, like I said, pretty easy pretty easy show for today. Um, really looking forward to talking to you about this. This stuff, but let's start off with this PGA championship. The PGA championship was held, it is one of the, the four majors. It was held this weekend at Beth Page Black in Long Island, New York. And Beth Page Black is actually a very unique course because it's actually a public course. So uh, with with about two weeks until the tournament started. Up until then you could have pay, played Beth Page Black. I could have gone up there and played up in Long Island. I know it's under $100 if you're a New York resident and I believe it's only $110, $120 if you're not for someone like me who lives in Georgia. But to be honest, to be able to play on a course where a major championship is being, has been played and the Ryder Cup, which is, if, if any of you are not familiar with that, it's almost, the, it's the team version. It's USA versus the international team and that it's almost like like an olympic type of world cup type of thing for golf it's called the uh, the ryder cup they are playing that at beth Page black i believe i saw in 2024 so uh, a, a couple 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 years from now but it was definitely it was definitely a great atmosphere great course course was in great shape um, brooks kepka my guy brooks kepka he got out to a hot start Shot a 65-7 under on, on Thursday to get him really boosted and get him started on this round. And it seemed like he really was not going to look back from there. And it was funny because I actually listened to him in, a, in an interview on the 4Play podcast, which is through Barstool, Barstool Sports, on last, I believe, Monday or Tuesday when it came out. And he sounded very, very confident very quiet and very assured with the way he was going to play. And it really translated uh, in the way he went out and played very well on the golf course the whole weekend. Up until the, up until the second uh, part of his round on Sunday, I mean, he was very unfazed. Going into the, going into the Sunday final round, he was up seven strokes. And everyone's thinking he's going to run away with it. Is he going to set a record for the largest margin? But I'll tell you what, the golf gods really brought him down to earth. And at one point, Dustin Johnson, uh, his good buddy and, and fellow Smash brother, actually got within one stroke of him. Got very interesting. The Long Island fans, like I said, did not disappoint. The Ryder Cup atmosphere is going to be electric because it was electric this weekend. And it was it was them it was them heckling some American guys. I can't imagine when they get on those international guys. I mean, uh, once Dustin. Johnson got within one stroke, you could hear the fans tan- chanting DJ, DJ, to, to Kepka. And and that's awesome. I mean, as as a fellow athlete myself and someone that played sports, and this is something that Kepka actually was quoted saying earlier in the week, he liked the fans because it really made it seem like it was a real sport atmosphere. And and golf can almost get too too snobby when it comes to stuff like that. And it's like they don't they, they there, there's a fine line between being obnoxious and being being a fan. And the fans at Beth Page definitely towed that line, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was an awesome atmosphere. It was really electric. after after Dustin Johnson got it within one, Kepka ended up birdieing the next hole and, and Johnson ended up bogeying the next hole. Never really, never really got too close. Kepka just plays uh, I, what, what I like to call him what he calls uh, caveman golf that's why I love him so much it's the same same sort of style that I play I just hit it as far as I can I got a lot of length with my with my shots I don't really know where they're going uh, a majority of the time but at least I can get it out there and and the rough was so thick at Beth page that some of these weaker guys I mean there were multiple times where they went to hit it out of the rough and even with some of them tried to take even hybrid clubs three woods sometimes and the ball would just shoot out three feet on of the fairway and and that just shows me how, how thick that was and there's nothing better than watching professional golfers get brought down to earth being someone who's a decent golfer myself be watching the pros make same mistakes that I make on the course and it, it, you feel sorry for them but you know exactly where they've been so it's actually pretty funny um like I said, though, Brooks Kepka was able to take down the championship. That was back-to-back PGA championships for him. And he's already coming off a back-to-back uh, U.S. Open championship last year at Shinnecock Hills up there in the New York area as well. Um, and now this leads into next month where they will play the U.S. Open this third, where, excuse me, where Kepka will go for his third straight U.S. Open victory at Pebble Beach. And this is, this is going to be a great showdown. Great, great tournament. Um, Kepka is definitely going to be zoned in, I'm assuming. And not only that, but lefty Phil Mickelson will be going for the career Grand Slam. at one of the courses that he, he really plays well at, and he actually won there previously this, this past year. So, Phil knows the course Phil didn't have a, an amazing week This past week But I think he's really eyeing Eyeing that, that prize of the career grand, grand Slam And the U.S. Open Um next week at, at, at Pebble, or excuse me, next month at Pebble Beach. Jordan Spieth was looking for the career Grand Slam this week at Bethpage Black, and he was unable to do so. He had himself in contention after the second day and then kind of folded it away on Saturday, but tough for him. Um, not going to talk too, too much about some golf, but yeah, looking forward to Pebble Beach next week. Um, it's so freaking hot here in Atlanta that I can't get out there and play golf today It's 91 degrees You're crazy if you think I'm going out there today But uh, yeah, shout out to Brooks Kepka, One of my favorite golfers uh, Aside from Tiger Woods uh, put taking down the victory and uh, hopefully he can keep the momentum going next, uh, next month into Pebble Beach But let's move forward and talk about something that makes me absolutely sick to my stomach And that is the Atlanta Braves bullpen Holy cow, how many times, let me tell you what How many times are we going to talk about this bullpen before something happens I don't know what they need to do They've done, they've made some moves, you know I'm watching the game last night. They, they're playing the San Francisco Giants currently in a series. I, I'm watching the game kind of as I'm playing video games. The Braves are up the entire game. They're up 3-1. to one. It's the ninth inning. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's close this out. It's time for me to go to bed. It's about 2 in the morning, being that it was a West Coast game. Um, actually, shout out to Tyler Austin, too. Tyler Austin, someone that I played with back in the day. Rockdale Rhinos. We played on the Sandy Plains Wildcats together. Played at Heritage High School. And now he's actually uh, playing for the San Diego, excuse me, San Francisco Giants. And uh, that's super awesome to see. I know a couple other guys that, that, that we played with uh, back in the day are, are up in the show, but that's awesome to see. He was always a stud. And, uh, and to see him at the highest level after getting drafted by the Yankees out of Heritage High School in Conyers, see him uh, see him play on the big leagues as well as people like Zach Wheeler, Spencer Kieboom, and I'm sure you guys can shoot me a couple more names, Carter Keboom, shoot me more names um, of who we played with. but Yeah. Great, great feeling, and, and it just shows you that we uh, we did play against some of the better competition here in the Atlanta area, whether it was at the travel ball level or at the high school level, and it was cool saying that I, I played with that guy. But yeah, I digress. Um, back to the Braves' bullpen, absolutely dreadful. Ninth inning, Luke Jackson comes in, I'm like, okay. Let, where, where's my Where's my uh, eight ball, magic eight ball? Let me shake it and ask it what Luke jo- Jackson's going to do. Where's my Where's my yes or no dice? Well, I mean, that's literally the, the chances that they give themselves when they throw these guys out there. I've I've completely lost faith in the Atlanta Braves bullpen at this point. I'm, I mean, we're at DEFCOM zero. AJ Minter, don't have any faith in him to save a game. They they made a trade this week, so we'll see what happens with that. They made a trade this week with the with the Seattle Mariners. They sent uh, they sent Aroldis Vizcaino and Jesse Biddle. Vizcaino being our closer last year, who got hurt at the beginning of this year and had to go on the injured reserve for the year to have surgery on his arm. So not really a huge loss giving him up. And then Jesse Biddle, who's been hot garbage from the left side out of our bullpen this year, uh, was also sent to the Mariners for. For a reliever with the last name Swarzak, Swarzak Tanner Swarzak. So we'll see how he, he I had never heard of him. I did a little bit of research. He has decent numbers in the past. Like I said, a low risk, uh, uh, high reward type of situation, giving up Biddle and Vizcaino. They really don't know how Vizcaino is going to respond to the surgery. And that was a major surgery on his labrum. And then Biddle, who's been hot garbage out of the pen, let him go, shoot. Send him to East Cobb to play. That's where he deserves to play at this point. But I really hope that when we see this Swarzak guy pitch, he, he he's a decent he's a decent guy that could potentially be a closer for the Braves. Because guys, we have lost. I quote. I looked it up. We have lost fifteen games this year when going into the ninth inning. Fifteen games. One five. That is absolutely horrible. That is a stat. We're not even even a third. I think we're just about a third into the season. Not even an all-star break. You should not blow 15 games a year the entire year going into the ninth inning. Absolutely pathetic. It, It leads me back to do we sign Craig Kimbrell? What's the deal? Luke Jackson is not the answer at closer uh, uh, AJ Minter, not the dancer at Closer. I don't know who is. If you guys think that someone else is, I don't know, please just... Just text me. Hit me up on Twitter at your boy Reid Y A B O I R E I D, or on Instagram at my my name R E I D. Handler. Let me know what you're thinking on Facebook. Shoot me a text. Like I said, I'm at a loss for words. Last night was the straw that broke the camel's back for me, and I don't know where they turned from here. Tukey Toussaint. They actually called up from Gwinnett. Put him in the pen. He threw in the seventh last night. Looked pretty decent. But that's something that that I think I think Tukey is a decent bullpen arm. For a sixth, seventh, eighth inning role, I don't think he could pitch an every night type of role and 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 be a closer that we need for the team right now. But I love the fact that they 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 brought Tukey up. They knew that he was more valuable to the big league club in the bullpen than he is to the Gwinnett Stripers at, on uh, as on as a starter on the mound. And this maybe questions. Do they bring Sean Newcomb up and throw him in the pen also? I don't know if that's something that we might want to just pump the brakes on for a second. Um, I know Max Farid has been pitching extremely well as as well as uh, Mike Soroka. So th- those two young arms have, have showed that they've, they've, they've been doing what they needed to do to win these games. When when Fultonevich has been struggling, Newcomb, like I said, has been struggling and has, has been sent down. I just don't really know what to do, guys. I don't know what the Braves are going to do. Like I said, I have no faith. In anyone really in that bullpen, to be honest with you, outside of really Tukey Toussaint. And uh, as much as I want them to go sign Craig Kimbrell, uh, we've talked about it in just about every baseball podcast that we've had so far. He wants too much money and too many years of commitment. And in baseball, everybody knows the contracts are guaranteed. So that's something that the Braves would have to just eat when it came to money. But it's one of those things they're just going to have to to, to weigh outweigh the uh uh is the risk gonna outweigh the reward is winning a world series or a division in a world series in the next year or two worth spending the extra money the, the almost luxury tax to pay craig kimbrell knowing that on the back, back side of his career he's not going to be the the elite dynamite closer that he, he's been but shoot i don't know what's going on i mean we're sitting here in may and this guy still has not even even signed with a team yet which is unheard of and him and dallas keichel But we will definitely keep you up to date with what's going on with the Braves' bullpen situation. Hopefully, Swarzak can come in and maybe he's going to be that closer that we need. But the Braves' bullpen is in dire straits right now. Shoot, I'll go out there and throw split fingers for him. And I'll get hit just as much as as Luke Jackson, who was hanging sliders and cutters everywhere yesterday. And if you hang him, they will bang him in the major leagues. And that's something that the Braves need to address. Bullpen has to be fixed. Like I said... 15 losses is unacceptable going into the ninth inning. Something that's almost a laughable stat. So I'm going to go ahead and move on before I get too more emotional about this. Y'all let me know, though. Chime in. uh, Hit me up on Twitter. Like I said, let me know what you think the Braves should do. Shoot me a text. If anyone wants to get on the show and talk about what's going on with the Braves and what they think is going on, or just ask me a question in general, like I've said. Let me know, and we'll get you on. And with that, we're going to move on from the Braves, talk a little bit about the NBA draft. How the Hawks got shafted and how we predicted they were going to get shafted, they they, got, they ended up getting the 8th and the 10th picks, one of the picks being their own. Uh, that was the 8th, and the 10th pick was actually the Dallas Mavericks pick that we got in the Luka Doncic trade. Uh, we, we drafted Luka Doncic last year, for anybody who didn't know that, and traded him to the Mavericks for uh, Trey Young and their first-round pick this year. And I think Luca is actually going to – I mean, excuse me, I think Trey is actually going to be the better player uh, over over the course of his career. Still yet to see. I know it's kind of a little Homer thing to say, but I don't really care what you think. This is my show. So, um, yeah, it was super (laughs) – it, it was amazing though at the end I mean it got down to the last four picks the last four teams that were in it were the Lakers the Memphis Grizzlies, the New York Knicks and then the New Orleans Pelicans and then they cut to commercial and I'm sitting there with producer Nate and I'm like oh my gosh are they about to give the Lakers Zion Williamson because everyone knows and it was really weird too because they had all the players at, at the uh, at the at the draft like like it was or, and I it was excuse me I just said it was the draft it wasn't even the draft. It was the lottery selection. Why do they have these guys there that night? They're not getting picked that night. They had a camera awkwardly on Zion every second. I feel bad for the kid. And he's doing a great job of managing all this, all this fame and 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 and. and. Publicity that's coming this way because as a 19 year old kid, 18 year old kid, I don't know many. I mean, you saw how Johnny Manziel, I know how I would have reacted. I mean, I would have been <laughs> winking at the camera, pointing at the camera. He was just playing it cool, doing his thing. It was hilarious that those last four teams, I'm like, okay, New York's maybe gonna get it, LA's gonna get it. And it was hilarious because I saw a couple videos. Uh, uh, LA ended up getting the fourth pick, and I saw a video of Knicks fans. Screaming, going crazy, so happy that they knew they were getting in the top three, and then the Knicks immediately got the third pick, and uh, and they immediately lost it and started booing, so that left Memphis and New Orleans for the top two picks, which are essentially Zion Williamson at one and Ja Morant at two, they cut to commercial, they cut back. And the the Memphis Grizzlies pull the second pick, which leads us up to knowing that the New Orleans Pelicans get the first pick and they will have Zion Williamson on the team, which leads the discussion, opens the discussion about Zion and A.D. playing on the same team with Drew Holiday and possibly a free agent coming there, or is A.D. still going to leave and go to New York? Like I said, New York got the third overall pick, and uh, is New York going to try and package that with something else and give that to New Orleans for Anthony Davis Will that happen? Well, I don't know Something we're going to talk about here In the next couple podcasts We might uh, we might get producer Nate on here Or someone else Someone else wants to get on and talk NBA and Let me know what what's going on And what you think That'd be great um, For a second there I, Like I said I thought they were going to give New York one And LA 2 or vice versa The Hawks got the 8th pick And they also have the 10th pick in the first round As well as the 35th, 41st, and 44th pick In the second round And And uh, that's five picks, and really, we only need about two to three guys out of this draft that could possibly help our team, so the Hawks have been talked about as one of those one of those teams that could package a couple of those picks and move up to possibly grab someone that we talked about in the last show in Jared Culliver or DeAndre uh, DeAndre Hunter, uh, guys that will be around there after the first or second pick after Zion and John Morant go, but will not be there at eight. The, 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 talent, the talent drop-off by the time you get to pick eight is going to be a lot a lot different than if you were going to pick at, say, three or four, like the Hawks had a great chance to do and missed out on. But um, it'll be interesting to see what Travis Slank does there, our GM uh, being a Golden State guy coming over here, kind of uh, trying to make that Golden State East. Trey Young makes the first-team all-rookie team, uh, As and uh, that he also accompanies the top five picks in the draft last year, being the starting five on the NBA all-rookie first team. Pretty cool, pretty awesome. Uh, hopefully he... Gets as much love as he should get for the rookie of the year. But I doubt he will. Luka Doncic will probably win it. I know everyone's like, you're a homer, but Trey Young should definitely be the rookie of the year. The way he finished out the year for the Hawks and, and the way that the Hawks are looking going into the future, uh, I'm super excited for that, and hopefully they can get us uh, one or two, like I said, good guys here in the draft coming up and uh, and, and help further the team along, and get us back to the playoffs and maybe make a run. But let's talk about these Western and Eastern Conference Finals games, and then I'm going to let you guys go. Um, starting off the first one, we'll talk about the West not much to really talk about Um, The Warriors uh, take care of the Trailblazers. They swept them for nothing. Without Kevin Durant the entire series, like we talked about in the last podcast, Kevin Durant has a calf strain. I think he tore his Achilles. I think he tore his calf muscle off the bone. Something's not right. He would have been playing by now, but the Warriors have not really batted an eyelash. They're playing a different style of basketball. Uh, People like Steph Curry and Draymond Green are stepping up. Draymond Green had a triple-double in Game 4 and and has definitely been been more of a vocal vocal or uh, he's always a vocal leader but more of a uh, assertive player on the court uh, without Kevin Durant there there's more shots to go around it's just a different style and and when asked about if they want KD to come back what do they think about KD coming back Draymond said exactly what what you should say and hopefully he believes is that that they they're, they're almost unbeatable they are they're almost unbeatable without him they are unbeatable with him and they need him back to to make sure that they can take on the championship regardless the the Warriors are going to their fifth straight finals that's crazy to think about um and what's also crazy to think about is Kevin Durant might not play another game for the Warriors they might win a championship he gets a ring and then he leaves and goes to possibly New York or LA or somewhere like that I saw an interview with his manager today and he said that, he said, quote, Kevin Durant is 100% uncertain about where he will go in free agency. Like we talked about just a second ago with the draft lottery, could possibly Anthony Davis get traded to New York? And Kyrie Irvin and Kevin Durant sign there as free agents, and then they, they become an instant powerhouse power three right there. Personally, I think Kyrie Irvin's a little bit of a cancer to the team where he goes. I know uh, in Boston, they were better without him. Um, so... Let him and Kevin Durant go there. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but the Warriors have to close it out. They're going to end up playing the winner of the uh, the Raptors-Bucks series, which uh, actually had Game 4 last night with the Bucks up 2-1 going into the game. And coming off a hard-fought Game 3 that went to uh, extra time with the Raptors actually pulling that out so the Bucks were up 2-0 now the series is 2-1 going into last night and the Raptors honestly could have won game 1 so with the Raptors pulling out a win last night in Toronto it was it was crazy because they needed big performances after playing a double overtime game in game 3, Kawhi Leonard was dead and it was definitely apparent with the Bucs that they were dead but guys like Fred Van Vliet Serge Ibaka who played very little Amount of time and Kyle Lowry, who also played very little amount of time in Game Four due to foul trouble or what uh, or, or otherwise, and they they came out and they, they they helped the team with Kawhi a little bit down. There's speculation he's got a left leg injury. He's not talking about it, and and uh, nothing's on the injury report, so. Uh, You're just going to have to take word of mouth and looking at him while he plays. But like I said, Serge Ibaka was looking like the Serge Ibaka from Oklahoma City. Like the Serge 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 Ibaka, the one that helped the the Raptors advance in the 76ers series prior to this one. And Kyle Lowry stepped up with Drake in the house. Drake did not have the curse last night. The Raptors were able to tie the series up. 2-2, 2-2, two to two, and Jurassic Park was going wild. Like I said, th- that just made game one even more bittersweet, or bitter, I mean, excuse me, for Raptors fans, because they could have easily had game one, and then they would be sitting 3-1 if they hadn't looked like they were, they, they they almost went, they went down 0-2, and now they're stormed back, and they've made it a series, and I think Kawhi Leonard has just shown that he's definitely top three player in the NBA, in my in my mind. Um, there's been definitely a lot of debate since Kawhi has been playing well and Kevin Durant's been hurt. Who's the most sought after free agent? Is it Kawhi Leonard or is it Kevin Durant? That's something that I'd like to hear about from you guys. I might actually put up a poll on Twitter or uh, just let me know. Shoot me a text if you want to call in, talk about it. And let me know. I think that I got to go with KD personally, um, being that he's taller, lankier, got more range, better shooter that's just my personal opinion though so if you think differently let me know let me know if you think you'd rather have Kawhi what's hilarious is uh, a funny side note real quick Gucci man actually made it to game three in Toronto and it's funny because I don't know if any of y'all are Gucci or Drake fans they had a song called both and at the beginning of the song it was right when Gucci had gotten out of jail he said I got so many felonies I can't even go to Canada but Drake said he might pull some strings so let me check my calendar and Gucci man made it an appearance at game three he was wearing a Bucks jersey which was kind of lame he was a Sixers fan now he's a Bucks fan what's the deal Gucci I thought you were zone six uh, East Atlanta I don't know what the deal is with that I don't know why he's not ripping the Hawks uh but I'm sure he will be when they start playing well in the next year or two funny little side story though um but yeah moving forward if, if the Raptors win the East will Kawhi Leonard stay in Toronto and it's funny because Toronto businesses are doing everything they can I, I Outside from the Raptors organization, Toronto businesses are doing everything they can to keep Kawhi Leonard in Toronto. They're implementing a Kawhi and Dine to keep him there. It's extended to over 50 locations already, which means Kawhi Leonard can eat there for free whenever he wants. There are Uber drivers that are Kawhi and Dining. There's a sticker actually out that if you just see it on the on the wall or on, on, the, on the window of any restaurant, Kawhi can go there or go do whatever he wants there for free. Uh, Like I said, Uber drivers have said this A car detail shop has been in on this A law firm has been in on this And a recording studio So this man can go eat wherever he wants While getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars As well as get his cars fixed up for free Record an album if he wants And Uber wherever he wants for free And if something happens where he gets in trouble God forbid he's got a law firm that's got his back too I mean... That's bringing out all the stops and absolutely hilarious. I love to hear that. Um, But, yeah, that's really it. That's all I got for you guys today. We're right here in 25 minutes. Like I said, super excited to be back uh, talking to you guys. We're going to try and keep these buzzing out at least once a week. Like I said, I've been super busy with job stuff, but no excuse. I need to be able to sit down and bang these out within a a couple hours, three, four hours, and get them out and, and edit it for you guys. I appreciate you rocking and rolling with me. And as always, I'm your boy, Reed. If you can't be safe, be careful. I'm out. Peace.